Welcome to the podcast of Spirit Life Revival Ministries, an apostolic prophetic mission-based ministry headquartered in Accra, Ghana. A church family with a vision to possess and teach the world that all things are possible through the preaching of the word of faith. Join us on this journey of discovery as we delve into the timeless teachings of our faith and share inspiring stories from God's word. This podcast is designed to uplift your spirit and deepen your relationship with God to help you pursue and walk in your divinely assigned purpose. Together, let's embark on the transformative and enlightening experience as we navigate the intersections of faith, life, and the supernatural. And now, today's message. So in 38 minutes, we can share a little bit of the word and then we hand over. Why not lift up your voice and begin to bless the name of God. We give you praise and we give you the glory and we thank you and we honor you. Precious Father, be glorified. Be thou exalted. Be thou lifted. Open your mouth and begin to bless him. Lift your voice and begin to glorify the name of God. Father, we bless you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way. Let your word have a free course in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody help me say amen. amen. Please be seated. God bless you. God bless you. Well, tonight I want to share a little word and the prophet will prophesy afterwards. You can just go home. It's a short minute, but I know prophet will work afterwards. Hallelujah. Yes, uh, he's too addicted to working and he'll work. <laughs> amen. I was speaking to Pastor Matthew Ashimola, and I said, Papa, you're getting old. Why not sit down? And he said, anytime I'm sitting, I feel like I'm dying. So I have to be working. The man works like something. So work is addiction. Amen. Well, 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17 from the verse number 2. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, get thee hence. And turn eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook, that is before Jordan. Verse number 6. And ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. And bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. The verse number eight. And the word of the Lord came to him again saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath that belongs to Sidon and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow to sustain thee. Somebody say amen. So within 30 minutes, let me just say something on until the brook is dry until the brook is dry now ladies and gentlemen we need to understand that this God almighty is so omniscient that he has every information at all times and when we begin to understand the nature of God and how he works then we begin to fear nothing because there is nothing that is strange to God uh, God has orchestrated it in such a way that he finishes before he begins. 
To us here is a surprise and it's the first time, but to God, before eternity began, we have gathered here. Everything that is going to happen to us tomorrow has already happened. And that's why Ecclesiastes say, whatever will be has already been. And so there is no surprise, there is nothing, and that is the only thing that gives me peace. That there is no storm that will ever happen that has not already happened. There is no situation that can happen that is not already concluded. And the Bible said the lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the earth. That means Jesus was killed before he was born. And so there is nothing the enemy can do that is not already done. The joy of the matter is that I have won before the warfare. I have won before the battle. I have prevailed. And no matter who is against me, I prevailed before they began. I prophesy over somebody here tonight that any warfare in your life is already concluded. And so the Bible said the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And the Bible said the word said unto him that there is going to be famine. So go to the brook. Uh, you will be hiding by the brook. And then uh, ravens are going to be feeding you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, no matter the crisis of life, there is a hiding place for us. Am I talking to somebody here? No matter the challenges of life, there is a place called there. When you get there, you will know you are there. I pray for somebody here that the enemy cannot take you from. I, I, I. And so I, I, I know God that every time he speaks, I may not understand it, but I just know it's going to be done. And so I never walk with God with my logic. Yes, I thank God for your master's degree. I thank God for your PhD. And I thank God for the experiences you have. But I didn't come this far by any of those. I just came by belief. I just came by trust. I just hold up to him. I don't know what tomorrow he's bringing, but all I know is that he's so faithful that if he brings me tomorrow, he has sustenance for tomorrow. I don't know who is here tonight. Am I talking to somebody here? And so God said unto Elijah, go to the brook. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, when God sends you sometimes, he doesn't give you the details. Uh, and that is what is very traumatizing because I know I'm going, but I don't know why I'm going. I know there is a man in my life that God wants me to marry, but I don't know the details. I know God has prophesied that I'm going to travel, but I don't know how. I know God has already said I will be a millionaire, but considering my situation today, I just can't fathom. I just can't comprehend because I have no idea. Am I talking to somebody here? Uh, many years ago, we were praying at the Atria Mountain. We have just finished secondary school, and then we're fasting and praying, doing one week dry fasting. And then on the sixth day, there was a prophet of God, a very old man called God's son spirit. And then he came to me and said, young man, the Lord is going to take you to the nations of the world. And then the Lord is going to prosper you. You will meet presidents. Now at the time, I had no passports. I, I only have my dad who was in Amsterdam. And already my father has vowed that you will never come to Europe because I will never take you to Europe. So the gate that I have was my dad. And that gate was already shut. And the Lord has said you will travel by just a word of a prophet. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, your prophet is very important in your life. And some of you don't have the revelation of who a prophet is. The Bible didn't say by a prophecy, but he said by a prophet. 
Mm, you didn't catch it. He said, by a prophet, he led them. So when I get to a prophet, I am not expecting a prophecy. I am expecting a prophetic atmosphere. Because wherever a prophet is there, there is always a miracle. Now, when you have a revelation, revelation is what breaks dimensions for you to enter. I don't move by understanding. I move by revelation. Revelation is the light of God that shined upon the word of God to make a difference in your life. And this old man said to me, you'll be traveling across the nations of the world. I held on to the word like a little baby because I've just been born again. And you know the problem is that many of you are overly born again so you are losing your faith. There is a place of being born again that you can lose your conviction in God. You are so born again that you know everything God is going to do to understand that you don't believe it anymore. You are so born again that praise and worship doesn't matter to you. And so when your miracle is in the praise and worship, you miss it. You are so born again that everything that is happening here, you are watching with your skeptical eyes, my God. But when somebody comes here as a prostitute, he comes with all belief. He comes with all honor, with all the integrity for the man of God. And everything the man says, he believes it. Uh, that is why the church is losing out of the works of God. Because ladies and gentlemen, when an occult goes to the bush and meet the occultic, and they say, we want you to move your shoes, they will faithfully move their shoes because they believe it. When they say to them that we want you to go to the cemetery at night, because they believe it, they do it. There are some of you hearing the sound of my voice. This is the cemetery. And we are speaking from the cemetery that some life is coming into you. And yet you have no faith to believe it. But tonight in the name of Jesus, I came to declare that every pronouncement over your life, there is a complete reversal. I see somebody here, the Lord brought you here tonight that the cares of your family will be broken. I said the covenant of your family will be broken. I don't know who I came for, but tonight, may the Lord turn situations around. I see the brook is about to dry. I see the Lord about to turn your dimension. Receive a miracle in the name of Jesus. I said receive a miracle in the name of Jesus. Watch this. So the Lord said to Elijah, the Lord said to Elijah, he said, go to the brook. I have commanded ravens to feed you. Now watch this. As I'll talk to you in a little while. Sometimes you are higher than where you are. But you must be there for a while. <laughs> prophet, I realize that the same prophet who went to the brook was the same prophet who went to Zarephath. But when God sent him to the brook, the Lord has said to him, ravens will feed you. Ravens are symbolism of non-entities, nobodies, dirty things. Imagine a dirty animal carrying your bread to bring to you. This is not something that is worth it, but God had to put him there for a while. There come a time in your life, my dear, 
of all the prophecy you have received, you still have to wait. Waiting is not punishment. Waiting is a killer for desperation. Waiting is an experience for you to know that God is bringing me to a place that I will never be desperate for anything. Because God wants to bring you to a place when he gives you a car, the car doesn't get to your heart. God wants to bring you to a place when he gives you a husband, the husband doesn't stop you from church. Because ladies and gentlemen, without waiting, there is desperation. Now, there come a time in your life that nothing means anything to you. There comes a place where you are in life and that is the place of submission, a place of humility. That somebody will give you a million and it doesn't matter to you. There come a time in your life that all that matters is his word. And so God said to the prophet, he said, I'm taking you to where the brook is, but ravens will feed you. Mama, your life currently is with the ravens. You know you're supposed to be with the millionaires, but you're still with the ravens. You know you're supposed to be international, but you're still local. You know God has something bigger. He has said it. You've seen it in dreams. You have experienced it. Sometimes even the people you're working for, you're bigger than them. But it's a brook experience. And until the brook is dried, you can't move. And ladies and gentlemen, when you are within the brook experience, every prophetic word seems to be longer in manifesting. Because you know a word has gone forth. And that is when you begin to say, if it was God, why is it not happening? Ladies and gentlemen, it is still God, but you're still by the brook. I came to speak to somebody here that the brook doesn't last forever. My God. I said the brook. Oh, Jesus. What's this? Elijah is a prophet. He's a man that has commanded fire from above. He has killed 450 prophets. He's still by the brook. Now, ladies and gentlemen, God keeps him to the brook to understand that he forgets himself that he's by the brook. That is when, if you're not careful, you will miss a season because you begin to feel that this is how it's meant to be. Ladies and gentlemen, your situation is not meant to be like that, but it's a season. And the biggest problem many spiritual people have is they don't know the differences of season because they get to a point where they have forgotten that God doesn't just speak. The voice of God is not static. The voice of God is dynamic. He's always saying something different. He's always moving you to another dimension. God can say, I brought you to Accra and move you from Accra to somewhere else. God can direct you to the left side and when you're turning left, he said, turn right. And so this is the prophet that God has spoken to. He said, go by the brook and ravens will feed you. Ladies and gentlemen, Elijah has been by the brook for three years. God is still speaking. He's not hearing because the brook experience has become his norm. It has become his way of life. But I heard the word of the Lord saying, you have dwelt on this mountain for too long. Break camp. Because I'm about to shift systems and shift things in your life. I pray for you tonight that the Lord will begin to shift dimensions over your life. My God, may your heavens be open. I said, may your heavens be open. Receive unusual grace tonight. May you attract favor. May you experience the uncommon blessing somebody help me shout and receive it now sit down 
I have a few minutes. And so Elijah is by the brook. Prophet. The Lord is still speaking to Elijah. That moved from here. But because Elijah have heard the previous voice of going to the brook. He's not responding to the, the, the movement. The reason why the brook had to dry is because Elijah is no longer hearing the voice. The only way God could change his season is to dry the brook. Some of you have gotten to a place that you have forgot to hear the next voice. The Lord told you to start that business. You started it for many years. God is telling you to shift. But because God spoke before, that voice is what you are still used to. The Lord gave you this brother to marry. And this brother is now no longer touching the heart of God. And God is saying, move out of this relationship. But because you said, the Lord led me to this, you are still stuck. He said, I am the Lord thy God. I change not, but I change everything. My God, I myself do not change, but everything around me. So the brook must be dry. Because if the brook is not dry, Elijah is not moving. As anointed as he is, he has missed the voice. Mama, your problem is not intellectualism. Your problem is not prayer. Your problem is the ability to hear and obey. Am I talking to somebody here? We don't have prayer problem. We don't have fasting problem. We have obedience problem. Many people are looking for prophecy. You don't need a prophecy as much as obeying the prophecy. Because what you have is not as important as what you do with it. So if I don't even have Prophet Bernard speak to me one-on-one -on -one, and I sit in the midst of the crowd and I catch one word, it should be more than enough because a word can neutralize every demonic agenda in my life. All I need is a word. The word of the Lord has capacity. We must come to a place that we don't waste giftings because, ladies and gentlemen, some of us, you have been hearing prophecy upon prophecy and every one of them is right. The reason why you're still delayed is that when you heard the voice, you're not moving. You know why you're not moving? Because you're still dependent on man. Sometimes we are dependent on people we think can help us. Now watch this. Please sit down. Watch this. I want you to understand. Whatever God cannot give you, let it never reach your hands. Whatever God cannot do in your life, let nobody try doing it. And that is why we don't just have to pray. We must move to another dimension that we become as bold as lions. When we talk about the boldness of the spirit, is doing as he says. Ladies and gentlemen, if the prophet tells me right now that God is telling me that you should move from London and I'm convinced about that voice, I don't need to think twice. Because what I started with was nothing. When I heard the old prophet that said God is going to take you to the nation, I didn't have nothing. One day we were praying in the bush. It was raining. And as we kept praying, the rain ceased. And everybody was tired. And I said, nobody's moving. We are praying. We kept praying until we're dry. And while we were praying, I heard the voice of the Lord clear. I'm about to move you. It was the Varco Gardens in Cape Coast. I'm about to move you. I heard a voice. And when I heard a voice, I said to everybody in that prayer meeting, I said, if you don't have passport, look for one. Me, myself, I didn't have one. I was giving a command to people. 
when God has commanded me. Then one of the brothers asked me, do you have a passport? I said, no. Hear me? Get ready for God. Am I talking to somebody here? You must get ready for God and what he's doing. Because listen to me, when God is about work, he doesn't need an alliance with man. He doesn't need a partnership. He said, I'm the Lord, I God, I change. I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly. Sometimes you're over-dependent on your boss. You know why? Because my boss is rich. If only my boss can help. God doesn't need a helper. He's a self-existing, self-sufficient God. Whatever God cannot do, let it remain undone. Whatever God cannot give you, let it never come to you. But I pray that before 2023 comes to an end, you will experience an open heaven. I said you will experience an open heaven. May every closed door be open. I said may every closed door be open. I prophesy on your life that grace upon grace, favor upon favor, is coming upon your life right now receive uncommon help I shall receive uncommon help sit up I've got 20 minutes sit up sit up now so just so you 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 can trust God enough so the brother within the prayer meeting said to me my mother works at the passport office and can get you a passport I said what do I need he said a passport picture Less than two weeks, I have a passport. Then another brother said, we can help you apply for student visa. How do we do it? I don't have bank statement. So fortunately enough, my uncle was working at the bank. So I went to my uncle for bank statement. And he said, all I have is 5 million, which is 500 Ghana cities today. Now, at that time, those who are even using 300 million, it was not working. I took him. I took everything. Everything I had was nothing. And then... The brother said he's submitting it. He came back and he said, you're giving two years work permit. Now watch this. When God wants to work, he uses the prophet and he can use the prostitute. He can use the holy man. He can also use the whore. God doesn't need any specific persons to work. When God wants to bless his license is not in any man's hands. So you don't need them as much as you think you need them. You don't need their stamp to become what God wants you to become. He's enough. The brother submitted everything. Now I had the visa. I don't have to take it. I don't even know anybody in that landing place. Am I going to go? So my pastor prays for me. And my pastor said, I want to give you $200. And he said, Evans, but your gift will make way for you. That word was like a knife. It pierced through my heart. I believe my pastor. Can I tell you something? Some of you here don't believe your prophet, even though you're here. Your biggest problem is not prophecy. Your biggest problem is that the ego God has given you, you don't even see it. I so believe my pastor that whatever he said, whether it was from God or himself, I knew my, my problem was solved. So I took my pastor's word. And then I went back to my uncle and my uncle said, I had a client who used to come to this bank. He lives in London. And so I can talk to him if he can help you. I said, okay. He said, the client said he can receive you. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to London for the first time 
5.30 a.m. I stayed at the airport till 7 p.m. I had nobody to pick. You see, when God is working, he doesn't share his glory with anybody. But do you know the joy? He would do it single-handedly. I said, God is going to do it single-handedly. What you think is too big. No, 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 no. Come to me, my brother. Come. Now watch this. See, this brother may be big, eh? He may be a big man. No, you are bigger. Come. Big man. You see the way this man is big? He's so big. But when you are in the plane, you will not even see him. He looks so tiny. He looks so small. And when God is above, all of us together, we look so small. So you, your problem is too small. It doesn't exist when it comes to God. You see, what you call a problem, eh? It doesn't exist. People ask me, how do you do it? Because I know that faithfully, see, that has promised me in that bush, not prophecy yet to come. In the bush, what he said there is what is working. So I have a culture. Now in London, I live in London. By the grace of God, he's blessed me with many houses. Yet, I make sure I sleep in the church building at least three times in a week. Because I have to create the same bush even in the city. N Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Never leave the place where God first met you. You see the car you're driving, it has moved you from your altar inside the car. You began at the bush. Some of you began in this church. Your prosperity began here. You used to serve as an usher. You were in the choir. You were doing things. And God started blessing you. And all of a sudden, you are no longer having the covenant with the same altar. That met. Never let God come to the place where he first met you without seeing you. Because the covenant altar where God is going to always visit you is where you first met Ladies and gentlemen, when you take me to your house, every time I need you, I come to your house. Your house is where God met you. He met you on that mountain. He met you in prayer crying. He met you broken. He met you when you just came for the service and you were devastated because you were broken hearted. The man have left you and God came through. I pray for you that your altar will not be changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said your altar will not be changed. May God turn things around in your life. Somebody shout fire. I'll be closing in a bit. And so God brings you to a place. It's the brook. The brook is for survivor. The brook is for survivor. Everybody must go through that. There is a place you survive. When you are in survivor, you are still the anointed. But it's not visible. This man is not anointed now. He's been anointed since. When he was in the north, he was anointed. When he was on the street struggling, he was anointed. But you see, when you are by the brook, your anointing is not visible. Your personality becomes visible. The reason why you have to go through the survivor is that God is deleting some things to make the anointing visible. The same Elijah in the bush is the same Elijah in the city. The same David in the bush is the same David in the palace. What is in you that will make you meet the queen is still here right now. What is going to make you global is not coming, it's already here. What is going to make you a force that demons can't stop you 
It's already here. So prophet, what am I doing here? You're building capacity for momentum. So he said, by the brook, you will survive. Then he went further to the next verse. And the Bible said, the brook is dry. He said, now I have sent you to Zarephath. I have positioned a woman who will sustain you. That means I'm moving you from survivor to sustenance. But in the place of survivor, you need a place. But in the times of sustenance, you need a person. You didn't catch it. Am I talking to somebody? When God is moving you from the brook, he's moving you from a place. So he's taking you from survivor. When he brings you to the place of sustenance, he brings you to a person. A gatekeeper. So the Bible says, before Elijah got to the gate, the, the woman of Zarephath was there. She was the key. People open doors. People open doors. I got to the United Kingdom. I didn't know anybody. Any pastor that I knew when I called turned their back on me. I didn't know nobody. And one day I was walking in the town center. The Lord told me early morning, the Lord said, get up. I got up. He said, move. I don't know where I'm walking. I'm walking like a madman. Then I appear at the town center. Then I see a white man just standing there. The Lord said, that's your angel. So I went straight to him and I said, sir, I'm Pastor Evans. Now, at that time, I'm saying, Pastor Evans, if now I'm fat, you can imagine that time. <laughs> the wind is blowing me. The man looked at me and said, are you a pastor? I said, yeah. He said, you look young. I said, no. Then he said to me, where do you live? I gave him the address. He said, tomorrow morning, I want to come and take coffee with you. Then he came and he said, I want you to be my spiritual father. Then we finished the coffee. And this brother moved out of the house. Ladies and gentlemen, in less than 40 minutes, I started receiving phone calls from television stations. Are you Prophet Evans? I said, yes. I said, Evangelist Mark said there is a Ghanaian prophet here with me. So we want you at the TV station. Then Nigerian radio station started calling. Then people started calling me from nowhere. Then this man would take me to KICC, Pastor Matthias Shimolo. He would take me to all the big men. He would go forward. And because he's white and he's big, he puts his Bible there and he's supposed to sit there. He'll come and call, Papa, come, come. Then he takes his Bible, he puts you there. Everybody's wondering, who is this little boy? He's my father. God sent me to a person. Now look at the mystery. The day I got grounded in England, this brother was sick and he called me. He said, Papa, if you don't see me again, I'll finish my work with you. The following day, they said, Mark is dead. God always sends you angels. 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 We don't just read it in the Bible. They still exist. God sends you angels. He's the man that God used to make me. So he said, there is a woman by Zarephath. I pray for you that when you leave this service, you will meet your angel. You will meet your helper. There is somebody here tonight. All you need is that God will bring you a person. You have been at a place for too long. May God bring you a person. May God bring you an angel. 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see a supernatural turn around that somebody's destiny is shifting. Come on, somebody help me shout and receive it. Now sit down. Sit down. God bless you. Now sit down. And I'm closing with this. Now, all my life and all my ministry, by the special grace of God, I have never had the need to go to people to beg, please, would you do no? Not out of arrogance, but with all humility. I was supposed to meet Pastor Matthew Ashimolo years ago. And a man of God had put the meeting together. And my first time, it was a privilege to meet Pastor Matthew. Pastor Matthew is waiting to meet me. And then I was on my way. Just as I was about 30, 40 minutes to the place. The Lord said to me, specifically, audibly, it's not time. So I came off the bus. And I called the man of God and I said, please, sir, Bishop. The Lord is telling me that it's not time. He said, man of God, don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss it. You need to meet this man. Everybody wants to see him. I booked it. You have to meet him. I said, please, I'm sorry. So I turned back and I went. And for three years, I was praying for Pastor Matthew because he was going through a crisis. I've never spoken to him one-on-one. And for three years, I was praying for him. You see, the way I work my life is that I'm never in the hurry. No, I'm never in the hurry. Because there is nothing to prove. Don't forget, I began from the bush. I was born in a village. In the transaction with God, if God doesn't bless me again in life, I think I have won this lottery. Because he didn't meet me a rich boy. So if God doesn't do nothing again, I don't think he owes me. Some of you, if God doesn't bless you, he owes you because your mama is a billionaire. Some of us were from the bush. So the little he has done, if he chooses not to do again, it's okay. So ladies and gentlemen, I turned back, refused to see Pastor Matthew. And when it was time to meet Pastor Matthew, guess how God works it. I'm traveling. I have my bodyguards and everybody carrying my things. And when we are at the Heathrow airport, there comes Pastor Matthew and the wife. They are traveling. That day, they are alone. Pastor Matthew, of all people, no protocol that particular day with him. His wife was carrying luggage. I ran, left my bodyguards aside, my protocol aside, and I went to them, and I carried their luggage, and I carried everything, and I checked them in, and they didn't know me. Say, young man, God bless you. And then the wife said, can you give me your number? I gave my number. And I was holding a book. And he said, this is a nice leadership book. What do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. He said, okay. When they returned from their trip, they called me to their office. And that is the bonding between me and them. No man is involved. No man. If God can do it alone, then it's not from God. No man. Those were the time we were eager. We want to meet Johnny Tabanum. You want to meet Noah Jones. You want to meet that. And you'll be there now. Then they'll be calling. Noah will call my brother. Johnita said, You're not calling him. Or you're not calling her. This one is calling me. He's telling me that he's, you know, you're calling everybody. You're not calling them. The people I used to watch on television are now the people telling me a vision. When God is involved, He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Don't miss this God. Don't let religion blind you off. He's more than enough. 
speaking to somebody here. Sir, the business God told you to do, he's the capital. He himself, he's the capital. Yes. He himself. Am I talking to somebody here? He himself. If God promises you that you're going to marry, please, go. You don't need to make up. It's not a suspect. No. When God speaks it, and you can believe it and obey it. There's a sister in our church, I prophesied to her some years ago, that God said you're going to get married. This year will not pass you by. Now the sister mistakenly was supposed to go to work, and she left her purse, and the train passed. And as she has walked to the station, she realized that she was running late to work, and she had nothing. So she had no option than to turn to a certain brother to say, please, can you give me 10 pounds to buy a ticket? I left everything at home. And if you give me your number, when I return, I will just send the 10 pounds back to you. So they exchange numbers. Now they are husband and wives. They are now married with three children. It was a mistake, but a blessing in disguise. I see God turning things for your favor. I said, I see God turning things for your favor. May the heavens open to you and your house. Now watch this. I don't have too much time. And I'm going to be back here. But hear me as I bring this sermon to an end. If God cannot take you to, he will never bring you from. Listen, hear this. It's not every blessing you take. Sometimes you must learn how to reject a blessing to receive a blessing. So one day I was there when Mr. Bedulong was about to die. Then he calls me and says, son, I'm having a program. You're not preaching, but I want you to come because I want you to address all my pastors for me. Then he was walking with a walking stick in that office. 
and he sat all his pastors down and he said I should teach them because I was teaching them on honoring a father so teach them how to honor a father so I taught them and when I finished teaching them he called me into one small room just like that and then Bishop Mel Ellis one of the biggest guys he said Ellis this is my son he's going to be your uncle I didn't know he was going to die and then he introduced me to Bishop Ellis Bishop Ellis is the presiding prelate for Global United Fellowship over 930 bishops. Jamal Bryan Espad, all name all the big shots, they are all there. So the day Bishop Edilong died, Bishop Ellis called me and said, son, you remember what Eddie said? I said, yes, Bishop. He said, meet me in America. Then I got, I got to America and then he said, we are going to have a conference, but you're only preaching for 15 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me the microphone, 15 minutes, what am I going to say? I didn't even know what I said. While I was speaking, Bishop Ellis came to the pulpit to take the microphone. I thought I said something wrong. The moment he took the microphone, he said, you know something? He's my son. He's a major prophet. All of you, Bishop, you have to invite him. Hey, Bishop, what day is he coming to your church? When is he coming to your church? Give him a date. That's how we got there. That's how we got there. That's how Jamal Bryan, everybody, not that I went to them, Every one of them started calling. Listen, God himself is the door. He's the door. I want you to know that this God we are talking about, uh, it's not even our screaming that makes it. It's our revelation of him and our reception of his word. God if only we can know him that way if only we can trust him that way brother no matter what is happening don't be discouraged weeping may endure but for the night joy cometh in the morning the fact that people are ahead of you doesn't make them first so you keep running your race you may not be flying like them but just keep trotting the way you can he knows how to turn the tables tonight may favor find you I said may favor find you I said may favor find you rise to your feet everybody now listen to me tonight said I just came to greet so if I start ministering I might miss my flight I'm running to America right now because we are starting the conference on Thursday and so if I miss it my head will be hot but the good news is that this is my home look prophet have you realized that every time we talk I don't ask about how is church how is home? How is the family? Because my focus is not church. My focus is you. I love you from my heart. I know what I heard about him. As a matter of fact, in our friendship, I give him more than you do. <laughs> Please. There is something here. There is something here. 
Lift your hands. Let me establish a covenant tonight. Let me establish a covenant. I'm going to ask everybody who can to just take the seed of a thousand Ghana cities. Everybody who can. If you don't have it here, you can bring it tomorrow. I know we are doing long fasting. But I just felt in my spirit. And this thing that I'm doing, especially if you're the struggling type or things are not moving, Establish a covenant. Just walk to me right now here. A thousand Ghana cities. I felt it so strong in my spirit. A thousand Ghana cities. If that's all you have, please come. There is a sister whose relationship has been on and off. Run to me right now. Can I say something to you? Watch this. I pray a lot but I don't believe in prayer as much as I believe in covenant because covenant speaks louder than prayer God can decide to answer prayer or not to answer prayer but Psalm 89 he said my covenant with you will I not break look walk with God with a certain realm of covenant run to me right now Run to me right now. Run to me right now. There is somebody that needs to join us. You need to join us. Run to me right now. Prophet, you know, there are people that fight for positions, fight for things. Recently, I became the UN ambassador. I was just there when I received the call that we want to honor you to be the United Nations Peace Ambassador. And last week, around 1 a.m. London time, I kept receiving one particular missed call from America. It was calling consistently. And I'm thinking, this time, who is calling me? And then finally, I picked the call, and the brother said, we are calling from the White House. We want to acknowledge your work, and so we have the White House Award to present to you. I asked and he mentioned his name and he said, we've been trying to look for you. But every Ghana pastor we have asked said, he doesn't have your contact. I said, my people will not have my contact. As for my people, if it was something bad, they will have my contact. Amen. Hear me, brothers and sisters. You may not know me before. We don't have to know. But for your father to bring me here means that you know your father and you should know. All I'm doing tonight is a covenant for you. If you're a businessman and you can join us, join us. There's going to be a turnaround. There's going to be a turnaround. Praise the Lord. I believe with all my heart. <laughs> I believe with all my heart. Lift your hands. If you're coming to join us, join us quickly. Let us pray. Father, just as you sent me, have I come. And I've come to establish a covenant with the brethren. And that which you have done for me, may you do even more. 
I release great grace over their lives, over their businesses, the work of their hands. Lord, prosper that which they have planted. Let their seeds grow. May they be harvested in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Grace beyond measure come upon your life. In Jesus' name, amen. As we bring today's message to a close, we hope that the teachings shared have touched your heart and ignited a deeper connection with your faith. May the wisdom and inspiration gained here continue to resonate in your life, guiding you through challenges, strengthening your relationships, and bringing you closer to God. We are ready and just a call away to support, encourage, and walk alongside you. Reach our church line on plus 233-234-077-788. Follow us via social media at Spirit Life Revival Ministries on Instagram, Spirit Life Revival Ministries, The Oracle's Place on Facebook, and at Spirit Life GH on Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Spirit Life Revival Ministries for more of such messages. Remember, you are never alone. Until we meet again, may the love, grace, and peace of our Lord be with you always.